Okay, that'll do it. <clears throat> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Daniel K. Welcome to another episode of the Daniel K's Let's Plays podcast project. It's the podcast. It's me, Daniel. Hi, I'm back. Oh, sorry, the energy levels got a little bit too high there, and obviously my brain had to have a little reset uh, back to factory default. Oh, that's better. Nice manageable energy levels. So, you might be wondering what we're doing today. Well, it's back to the amazing treasure trove, which was the itch.io racial justice bundle. Uh, yeah, which I've been periodically delving back into and finding titles which entice me. Today we're going to be playing one of the titles which enticed me. It's a 3D game called uh, Equaboreal 12.21 or 12.21, I guess. Equaboreal. 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 Uh, it's a small and strange speculative narrative game about plant people who celebrate the winter solstice by opening bottled light delivered from the equator. Only this year their shipment has gone missing in the woods. I really like the look of the uh, screenshots, which I see, of this game. It has quite a simplistic 3D aesthetic, kind of like an old, uh, kind of like the old um, Barbie adventure games, which my sister used to play, like where you have to go through a hedge maze and find your missing, um, I don't know, crown. Uh, and some crystals for a scepter which is missing some crystals or whatever but it has a kind of like a you know an early 2000s 3D kind of feel very very bright uh, lots of polygons lots of interesting shapes though expressive shapes with few polygons uh, and this is a game by a game designer named Phoebe Shalloway uh, and you can follow Phoebe Shalloway on Twitter at at girl underscore deboard G-I-R-L underscore D-E-B-O-R-D. And without further ado, let's double-click on the EXE file and see if the game will work. Because sometimes the game doesn't work, does it? Sometimes I just don't play the game. Let's see if this is one of those times. Equiboreal 12.21.exe. Double-clicking. Ah, screen resolution. Configuration. Equiboreal Equiboreal 12.21 configuration. Graphics and input. Uh, WASD, fire one, left mouse, fire two, <laughs> right mouse, great, you get a gun in this plant game, fire three, middle mouse, or a three barrel gun, wow, jump, space, great, so WASD, the three mouse buttons and the space bar, graphics 1920 by 1080, graphics quality, ultra, oh, let's play, hit the play button, yeah, Aha! Uh -huh. Yes! Equiboreal 12.21. Press enter to begin. Press escape to quit. Well, now that wasn't in the controls list. I'm just joking. Okay, so the, the title screen is uh, a nice little... It's like a... It's almost like a, a, a rendered still image of like a, a dark forest with these interesting uh, trees. Very dark, but lit by a campfire, and uh, the campfire has an animated... It, it's an animated fire with animated smoke, all lots of polygons, lots of shapes in the digital world in front of me. Um, speculative story about the solstice by a girl board. Audio design. 
UFX? UFX? Oh, VFX! And additional design by Colston. Colstia? It's a, uh, it's a, um, a Gutenberg Bible, uh, font. Everything's in this Gutenberg Bible font, which I quite like. Music and Darcy Welsh. Oh, music by Darcy Welsh and Colston. Colstia. Okay, well, whatever. Enter. <clears throat> I come from a small town in the far north. I think this is this weird potato talking to us. I didn't mention, but sitting next to the fire, there's like a potato. A stripy brown and and grey potato. With green uh, sprouts coming out the top and white roots coming out the bottom. It seems to just be sort of f either floating in the air or standing on this incredibly thin root system. I come from a small town in the far north. I think this is the potato talking. In the winter, there is very little light. Years ago, they got a load of snow around these parts, around those parts. But it's been a long time since the climate was as cold as that. A lot of us moved up there after the world got warmer, but we missed the bright lights of the central latitudes. We all relied on shipments of bright light bottled in the south and carried north by delivery plants. In those days, our town's light shop always had a fairly reliable supply. One winter, they'd been hinting about getting a shipment of the really good stuff. The equatorial lights, just in time for the solstice. I think that was the first time I ever tasted light from the equator. The custom in our town was to celebrate the solstice, the darkest day of the year, by pouring light. See, light wards off spirits, which are said to be closest to us on the night of the winter solstice. That year, I'd saved up a little extra money. I was craving some of that bright light. Okay. A, A and D slash arrow keys to move. Oh, oh, oh my God. Oh, this game. Wait, what? Okay. So it's almost like a side scroller beat em up with our character, this potato character in the center. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. But the camera is, uh, so the camera is in lockstep with the character. Uh, and the 3D environment moving, moving around us. We can either walk to the, okay, it boils down to this. We can either walk to the left or walk to the right. As I walk to the right, there's a structure, a purple blue structure. Um, I want to say off, like, a f about a meter, I would say around about a meter behind this potato character, there is a hard solid wall, a, a solid, uh, like rectangular or square wall the space just ends but printed on the wall is a, like a low quality JPEG of a forest disappearing off into the mist so it's like there's a forest it's like this it's like this is Brechtian theater it's like there's a forest drawn on the wall slightly behind this player in in this in this like you know low budget theater production that 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 JPEG f like hanging in the environment there draped down across the environment signifies a forest disappearing into the distance uh, the floor is really nice there's um, it's, it's like a green grass and dead leaf and twig texture like leaf litter but there's no attempt made to hide the edges of the JPEGs, like the rectangular photographs, which the texture is made up of. So it's almost like you printed off a million photos of a forest floor, just with an office uh, photocopier, and then like strew them about on the ground. And we're walking across these flat sheets of A4, A3 paper. 
and uh, some of them are textured with cobblestones, and it's like a cobblestone path that this potato is walking along and then off and into the into the leaf litter here as we walk to the left. As we walk to the right, the cobblestone path leads to a big building which says water in big bright blue letters. We can hit E to enter the water shop, or we can keep on going. And it's not as if... Oh, this is so interesting. I said that this is like a beat-em-up side-scroller, but it's really not. Because as we... As we uh, hold down D to walk to the right, our potato walks past the water shop and then, like, hooks a right, and the camera locked in on them follows around to the right. So it's like this, this potato is walking around in a curve, you know, through this interesting forest but that I can only go either left or right along this curve. It's like a beat-em-up side-scroller on a, like a booleen. Is it a booleen? It's like mapped to a curve. Oh, there's a rock shop. Enter the rock shop. It's like a pinky-purple-themed shop. The shops are kind of like bunker-shaped, but there's like crystals growing around this one, so I think when it says rocks, it means crystals. And next to that, there's the altar to the snow. Which appears to be like a little dish on a raised uh, stone platform with candles burning around it. And then to the right, there is the light shop. And then altar to the rain is next to that. And then as we walk around, we get back into the woods where we started. We can actually hit E to enter the woods. And as I continue walking around, the potato walks around back to the water. Okay, so the potato is walking around in a loop. Oh my god. Okay. Where do we want to go first? Uh-oh, my walk cycle just stopped. Oh no, it started again. Oh, it's a, it's a repeatable error. If I hold down the right arrow, so that my potato is walking uh, clockwise around the loop, and then I... and it's got the walk cycle going, that's fine. But with the right hand arrow still held down, if I hold down the left... Oh! Oh my god! There's a hole in the middle of the world! Okay, if you hold down two buttons at once, the game fucks up, and the- oh my god, the camera is- is inverted, 180 degrees. Oh, I'm sorry, I- I shouldn't be messing around with your game. But, oh, this is so cool. Now we're- now, the camera is on the- on the shop side, and as I walk around, I'm actually walking around a hole in the middle of the world. I can see down this cliff. I can just see, like, blue-grey sky, but, like, at the end of the hole of the cliff that this potato is walking around. I think I'm not supposed to be able to see this cliff. Maybe not until later, even. But if I hold down, like, two buttons at once, and then let go of the one button, the walk cycle is cancelled. So the potato isn't walking, it's just floating. Until I let go of the button, and now depress it again. And now the camera is swapped around to its correct location, and the walk cycle has begun again. So you can break the, the game a little bit by holding down two buttons at once. Uh, do I like this game less because of that? No, I like it twice as much. These, like, little easily repeatable errors that you can generate, double tapping the left and the right arrow, you can, like, switch the camera around to see the hole in the world. Okay, sorry. Let's treat this like a game and play it. I'm gonna enter the first shop which I encountered, which was the water shop. Enter. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Sorry, just enjoying, ironically, a drink of lime cordial. Oh, we enter the shop. Uh, our sprite has changed. Um, we see like a sort of 
over-the-shoulder shot of our character, and it's now not just a little grey stripy potato, it's wearing a very fleecy uh, hoodie. It's like a woolen hoodie, or, you know, like a sort of fleecy hoodie anyway. It still has the same, like, lily leaves sprouting up from the top, these bright green leaves, obviously from, like, this is almost like collage art, what we're looking at. Our character is built of these these very obviously cut-out collage elements. Uh, the lily leaves are sprouting out from the top of our hoodie, and our, our roots, our white roots, are sprouting out from the bottom of the hoodie. But it's still a human hoodie. It has an arm just put in the pockets of the hoodie. And we're uh, inside this shop, which is almost like an, uh, we're inside a, a cylinder, a hollow cylinder, uh, with purple walls. Uh, but the back wall of the cylinder appears to have like a forest floor wallpaper of red mushrooms, but it's like sideways. And it, there's, there's like, different uh, wallpaper overlaid. Uh, some autumn leaves, some plants. Poorly cut out and poorly pasted a wall, wallpaper collage on the back wall of this shop. In the center of the shop, there is a, a 3D uh, limpid pool, like a, like a moon pool. Like you'd see in a diving bell. It's just like a big sort of round pool. And then sitting in the pool is another weird collage character. Another person, another plant person, with roots coming out the bottom and a plant coming out the top. It's it's a it's a lemon on a branch with leaves around it coming out the top. So it's this big lemon head, and it's wearing a blue denim jacket with fleece on the inside. Its hands are in its pockets, and it has a cat-themed shirt underneath the jacket. And its roots are in fact dipping into the pool of water, and it's resting here in the pool of water. Um, I think our name is Lily, because the dialogue box down the bottom says, uh, Lily, dot dot, how's it going, Yuzu? So Yuzu is this character in the water who we're talking to, and we are Lily. The water is a 3D effect. It's like a 3D surface, water surface. Ripples reflecting the environment around it. This is almost like some weird 3D collage artwork. I'm into it. Uh, Yuzu, hey, Peace Lily, enjoying my soak. Lily says, I don't see you in here very much. Yuzu, yeah, I usually get enough water at home, but it's a tradition for me to come soak here on the solstice. Uh, they say, back where my family's from, we all soak in hot springs at the solstice. Lily says, hot springs? Wow, that sounds really nice. Yuzu, I miss it. Haven't found many hot springs around here. Lily, there's some out west, I think. Yuzu, uh, maybe. Weren't most of them close to the coast? They might be gone. Mmm, says Lily. The snowflakes in here look nice, says Lily. There's snowflakes hanging from the ceiling. Big, like, paper cutout snowflakes. Yeah, says Yuzu. Cactus made them and put them up in all of the shops. Very nice of them. And that's it. I can leave the water shop, or I can hit Q to contemplate. Ah, my thoughts. Lily's thoughts. It's nice to have some snow on the wall since it doesn't fall outside anywhere anymore. Can I contemplate a second time? That's the same. Alright, let's hit E to leave the water shop. Oh, now that I look at it... Oh, I'm sorry. Is it Sophie who made this game? <coughs> Phoebe. Oh, Phoebe. You're not Sophie. You're Phoebe. Phoebe, I'm sorry. This potato is clearly... Uh, actually just a very potato-shaped hoodie. Yeah, now that I look at it, it, it's like a 3D model of the same baggy hoodie I was wearing. It just looks a little bit potato-y. 
just imagine like a, a potato which you would find which kind of looks a little bit like a kind of bulky hoodie with quite quite a quite a stout person inhabiting it quite a rounded hoodie very rounded hoodie big rounded arm a rounded sort of hood hanging at the back of the rounded hoodie body it's, it's not a potato at all if it is a potato it's a hoodie shaped potato let's enter the rock shop okay there's a person in the rock shop named Hollyla Hollyla <clears throat> oh hello Lily dearie need anything says Hollyla Hollyla is wearing like a a, um, a beige suit it's like an empty beige suit uh, with a, a kind of beige uh, knitted woolen scarf and then uh, leaves what look like olive leaves like an olive branch sticking out from the top and also escaping from the seams at the shoulders and from the bottom of the this sort of two-piece suit which actually looks like just a, an empty suit which is kind of folded and jumbled up with these leaves kind of spilling out from inside it like a thin stick is is all that's inhabiting this this suit Need anything? Says Holly La. Lily says, "Just, just stopping in to say happy solstice. Are you having a nice night?" Holly La. Oh well, I was just thinking about my older sister. I usually think of her on this night. Why this night? Asks Lily. Holly La. Well, it is the solstice. I should describe the room. It's a big crystals fill this room. Big 3D crystals. There's a big solid-looking wooden table in the middle of the room with smaller gemstones. Uh, five or six different coloured gemstones, groups of coloured gemstones. We can see purple and pink diamond shaped ones, emeralds and rubies, uh, all kinds. Holly La says, would you like to hear a story about the solstice? Definitely. Long ago we never used to keep the spirits of darkness at bay with lights. In fact, the solstice was a time that we welcomed the spirits and to make peace with them. Then one solstice, the spirits swallow away the heart of the mayor's daughter. A rambunctious, adventurous young plant. The daughter, I guess. They left with the spirits, never to return to the mortal world. The mayor was heartbroken and angry, and the people of the town became afraid. They were afraid that the spirits would steal their children as well. The next solstice, the spirits of darkness were not welcome, and the lights were poured at every altar to drive them away. Lily says, I always thought the spirits would hurt us. They just want us to see their world. Halila says, their world is a faraway different place. It's only tonight that crossover that crossover to that place is possible. Only tonight. Those who cross can return only on another solstice. After all that time, how will they find their way back? Better not risk it. Well, that's what the old mayor thought anyway. Lily says, hey, thanks for the story, Halila. Holila says, the solstice is a night for telling stories. You should try telling one yourself. Eh, maybe one day, we say. We can leave or we can contemplate. Well, we might as well contemplate. Lily's thoughts. Oh, Holila is so wise. Lily's thoughts. They have lived in this town forever. They know all kinds of old stories. I wonder why they mentioned their old sister. Wait, were they the daughter who was taken by the spirits? Doesn't seem polite to ask, though. Yeah. Oh. I wouldn't have picked up on that. Fantastic. All right, we've exited the rock shop. Here is the altar of snow, which apparently we can enter, although it's not a building. It's just this altar. Let's hit E to enter the altar of snow. Oh, yeah? We just sort of step up and look at it. 
Uh, we can use the A and D keys to pour light. Do we have any? Oh, I see! Floating above the altar is a bottle. <laughs> it's a glass, a frosted glass bottle decorated with snowflakes. It, it's obviously a photo of a real-life bottle. Real-life frosted glass bottle. But inside there are, like, uh, bright yellow sort of twinkle lights, fairy lights, Christmas tree lights, which have been stuffed inside the bottle. So, and as I hold down the left arrow, the bottle tips, and I... Can I pour some light? <gasps> I'm pouring light into the altar. A bright yellow stream comes out of the bottle. Can I stop? I can't stop. Uh, this kind of incredibly, like, shockingly bright white-yellow light. In times of darkness, we honor the light. The light energizes us, nourishes us, giving us color. Tonight we honor the light. Ah, and I've stopped pouring and the light seeps away and disappears. The pool of light in the altar grows smaller and smaller. That was pretty cool. Let's contemplate. Lily's thoughts. Can't wait to try that equatorial light. Yeah, alright. Let's leave the altar and let's keep on going. Are we moving faster now? It feels almost like we are, but we're probably not. Here's the light shop. Oh, let's enter the light shop. Oh, we could contemplate. Ah, still the same thought about equatorial light. E to enter the shop. Enter the light shop? E, yes. S to keep looking around. Well, we better look around, because that we haven't been asked that before, have we? Let's quickly have a little look at the altar of rain. E to enter. I have a different frosted glass bottle. This one's blue, but with the same... Well, with white twinkly fairy lights inside. I think... I can pour light in. Ah, we get a, a, a more cool blue light stream from this bottle. Uh, as it pours and fills up the altar, the sort of dish in the middle of this stone altar surrounded by candles, uh, like little blue will-o'-the-wisps kind of emanate from the pool of light. In times of darkness, we honor the light. The light energizes us and nourishes us, giving us color. Tonight, we honor the light. So that was the altar of rain. I imagine plants would be pretty fond of rain. Rain and light. Is that what the two altars are for? I've left the altar. I can walk through the woods. I can hit E to enter the woods. Let's try that. I think if this is the wrong way, I feel like the game's going to tell me that this is the wrong way. Lily's thoughts. I definitely don't want to go into the woods at night on the solstice. That would be super creepy. <laughs> okay, cool. Fair enough. Alright, let's go back to the light shop, which is the only place we have yet to explore. Enter the light shop. Wow! Oh, lots of people! Oh, well, two people. Uh, we see a, a cactus head poking out of a fleecy jumper, and then what looks like some kind of a fungus, a photoluminescent, a bioluminescent fungus. Uh, its fungus head is poking out of a a, uh, a high, a tightly collared uh, white and red polka dot dress, and then a big fleecy jumper over the top of the dress, and these green uh, roots coming out from beneath the dress. They're kind of hanging out here in this big shop. With uh, at the back wall, there are these uh, sturdy-looking wooden shelves with many different bottles of light, 
all different colours and patterns on the frosted glass bottles. Some pink, some green, some dark purple with dragonflies, some light uh, light blue, different green pine cones. When I entered the light shop, everyone there was visibly upset. Ah, oh, damn it. Hey, plants, what's wrong? Penelisus. Penelisus. Oh, Lily. This night's cursed, says Penelisus. I bet that's the, the bioluminescent uh, fungus. The delivery never arrived. What? I've been saving up for that, says Lily. Penelisus. I'm terribly sorry, Lily. We're already disappointed. Think of what I paid to have it shipped here. Oh, we're all really disappointed. Think of what I paid to have it shipped here. Well, what happened? Asks Lily. Penelisus. We don't know. No word from the delivery plant. Nothing. Cactus says. Spirits must have got him. Penelisus. Shush. None of that. Lily says. Hasn't anyone gone looking for the delivery plant? What if it got lost? Cactus says. In the woods, you mean? It's so dark out there. What can we do? Hmm, says Lily. Lily's thoughts. I wish there was something I could do. But I don't know my way in the woods. Penelisus says, Hey, do you want to buy something else, Lily? Well, you do have a lot of nice bottles. So bright. Ooh, how wonderful. Cactus says, Ah, that equatorial light must be really, really bright. I bet you could see it for miles. Lily says, Ah, hey, that gives me an idea. Penelisus, how bright is that equatorial light shipment? Penelisus says, Oh, you can't imagine. It's the brightest light in the whole world. Lily says, Do you think if we turned out all the lights in town, if the delivery plant really is lost in the woods, we'd be able to see the light? Cactus says, Wait, what? Turn off all the light in town? Are you trying to invite all the spirits in? Penelisus says, Well, it might work. Yeah, says Cactus, or it might get us all dragged into the spirit realm of darkness. And Penelisus says, Oh, Cactus, those are just stories. Just stories, my spines. My great-grandfather was stolen by a spirit of darkness, says Cactus. Now Lily says, Our delivery plant will be next if we don't do something. I think trying to convince Cactus. That's a, that's a good move. Well done, Lily. Well done, us. Penelisus. Hmm. Maybe it is worth a try. I'll turn the lights off outside the shop. We'll leave the lights on inside. Cactus, if you're too scared, just wait in here. Let's go around to the other shops and see if they'll do the same, says Lily. Oh, I can't stay in here all alone with spirits on the loose. I'll come too, says Cactus. I can contemplate. Let's contemplate. Lily's thoughts. What a terrible turn the night has taken. I hope this plan works. And I'm not dooming the whole town to being eaten by spirits. Let's leave the shop. Oh! We're, we're like a little bunch of plants now walking. I got me and I've got Penelisus and Cactus walking behind me. Oh, we can put out the candles at the altar. We've put out these candles, yeah, and the the forest gets darker around us. And the altar of rain, we put out those candles. Ooh, awfully dark. And now we come up to the rock shop. And yeah, uh, the rocks around the rock shop are glowing and the sign is also glowing the pink rock sign so let's enter and talk to them Hollyla, our delivery plants lost in the woods says Lily Hollyla says oh dear oh dear the spirits must have got them they're trying to lead them off of course to their world Lily says we've got to find them quickly 
We're asking everyone in town to turn their lights off, and then we'll see the delivery shining. Holly La says, Ho ho! I'm not afraid of spirits coming into town. You'll help? asks Lily. Of course. I'll help look too, says Holly La. Uh, let's contemplate. What a terrible turn the night has taken. Let's leave the rock shop. Can we turn this rock off? I guess this this crystal isn't actually glowing. It's just got reflected light from the water shop sign, which is right next to it. Let's enter the water shop. Yeah, and now uh, Holly La has, has joined the party. Holly La has joined the party. We're a party of four now. Uh, let's enter the water shop. Hey, Yuzu. I've got to put the lights out outside. Yuzu says, really? Why? Lily says, the delivery plant never made it here. If the lights are out, we might see their light shining in the wood. Wow, Lily, that's bold, says Yuzu. Lily says, will you let me do it? Yuzu says, yeah, hell yeah, it sounds cool. You're not scared? No, we'll get to see the night for what it really is, says Yuzu. Well, we might not like it, says Lily. Yeah, I think we will, says Yuzu. I'd like to see what the darkness of the solstice really looks like. I'm coming with you into the woods. I'll be glad to have someone with our with our attitude along. I'll be glad to have someone with our attitude along. Let's go. Now that's interesting. Is this a little um is this a typo or is this a hard working pronoun? Like is it are the plants kind of one organism in this sentence? That's an interesting thought, isn't it? Our attitude along. Let's go. Maybe maybe Lily just means that Yuzu has the same attitude as, as them. Uh, let's leave the shop. Alright, and now we're a party of five. All the lights in town are out. Let me just do a whip around. Yep. Oh, shit! The glowing lights in the woods! Oh my god. Yeah, there's a red light glowing in the woods. Like, far off. But also like a red will-o'-the-wisp floating. It gave me a little shock to see such a bright orange light. Like a, well, a dark sort of bloody orange-red, almost carrot-coloured light off in the distance in the woods. Uh, let's enter the woods. The light from the delivery shone out of the woods like another sun. What else had we been driving... What else had we been driving away along with the dark? Penelisa says, oh my... It's out there after all. Holly La says, it's beautiful. Lily says, let's go get it. Uh, I guess we're in the woods. Cactus says, this is spooky. We just had like a little environment change. We're in a different map now. Yuzi says, good spook is good for you. Come on, let's hurry, said Lily. All right, so we can't walk back. We can only walk forward. And as we walk through the woods, we're following a will-o'-the-wisp, which trails a bright orange light behind it. So it's just a few meters out ahead of us. Let me try and break the camera again. Oh, I can't, because I can't walk in the other direction. So, yeah, we're just doing a one-button kind of game. Man, it's zooming along when I hold it down. What is this? It's like a big cog here in the woods, a big, weirdly textured cog. Almost with, like, uh, technical diagrams for texture. Like a blueprint? A different cog with uh, trees growing out of it is lying down on the forest floor here. Giant cogs bigger than our plant characters. As we walk along, we see more. Oh! There's a, a plant person. 
Penelisus says, Hey, hey, my delivery plant. What are you doing way out here? It's like a little, um, like a little, one of those uh, carnivorous jug plants with maybe uh, poppies growing from amongst the jugs and uh, what appears to be an apron on. Pitcher, a pitcher plant. Whoa, light shop lady. Uh, Penelisus, is that you? Help, I'm so addled. Where did that voice go? Uh, it was just here, calling me this way. What voice? asks Lily. Uh, it's going to show me something important. You must have heard a spirit, says Holly La. Ah, really? says Cactus. Picture plant says, a spirit, yeah. Yeah, it definitely felt like it was from another world. Like nothing I've ever experienced. Penelisus says, well, seems to be gone now. Uh, where? It had something to show me, though. Yuzu must have scared it off, says Lily. Eh. Yuzu flexes, according to the dialogue box. Though there's no actual flexing here on the screen in front of me. Penelisus. You should be glad it's gone. It might have stolen your soul. Come on, let's get you back to town. Wait a second, says Lily. What's that over there? We all peer a little further into the woods. Pitcher raised their bundle of lights, illuminating an old, overgrown stone circle. Oh, it's an altar, says Holly La. Penelisus says, looks abandoned. Yeah, no one's poured light here in a long time, says Holly La. Yeah, that's it. That's what I wanted me to sh wanted to show me, says Pitcher. I think the spirit felt this uh, the felt this altar's energy, and it felt that it was lonely. It knew that I had the lights. Penelisus, those bottles belong to you, but would you all allow me to pour to pour one out here? Well, you're right. You need to get this altar glowing again, says Penelisus. Everyone, gather around. This one's on the house. Uh, I can contemplate, or I can enter the abandoned altar. Let's contemplate. Wow, these woods are actually kind of beautiful at night. Let's enter the altar. Here we are. Oh, we got like a golden kind of a uh, golden crinkly blown glass bottle with all like different rainbow fairy lights inside it kind of a glittery exterior uh, arrow keys to pour the light I'm pouring the light orange light pours out of the bottle and into the altar ooh uh, we get rays beams of light exploding out like it's the end of the movie Akira or something filling the screen yeah rays of orange yellow light Pouring towards me the the view, the perspective on this world, and the screen is filled with the yellow diffuse light, uh, and the background slowly fades away, and all I see is yellow. Oh, that's it! That's the end. We poured out the lights into the altar. Ah. Oh. Alright, I'm just going to quickly quit the game. Uh, I quit! I quit the game! Alright, cool! How long did that go for? Like 40 minutes! 37 minutes! Fantastic! Oh, that was fun! Um, yeah. I think a few of the other games that Phoebe has made have a kind of... Uh, what you'd almost say a a goal like a, a higher a higher purpose uh, she I think is associated with the solar punk movement 
uh, at least she's made some some games associated with solar punk about uh th- there's one game i saw in which you play like a gardener in sort of this sort of horrible ruined dystopian broken city gungy dirty landscape and you've got to steal water from broken pipes which service the city and plant uh plants just like on on rooftops and stuff and just sort of grow as much greenery as you possibly can uh and the the solar punk movement has like a uh, a view to improve the human race not right now but generations from now kind of thing uh, about finding ways to make life more wonderful for us right now and more importantly for the generations that follow us extending human life at the species level rather than individually our future must involve repurposing and creating new things from what we already have instead of the 20th century destroy it all and build something completely different modernism or I think of single use plastics for example which constantly uh, make it their way into my house during my shopping and then go in my bin um, I used to wash them and put them in the recycling until I learned that all that plastic just goes into a hole in Africa so well I might as well go into a hole here in Australia I might as well it I guess or maybe I should start I don't know, if I start saving all the single-use plastic, my house will fill up with plastic. But, I guess that's on me, isn't it? Well, what a what a, <laughs> what a place to find myself at the end of the episode. Uh, thank you, Phoebe, for making such a cool game to play through. Um, yeah, I've probably tagged you in. I usually do that. With these itch.io bundle games, all the ones that I have found interesting, usually they're like... Uh, you know, games with a pretty small production team behind them, like one person's artistic vision turned into a, an interactive experience. And so what that means is, I think, I think people like to hear their game get played, I think. And so I feel like I'm doing, like, I would feel bad for playing a game, publishing the experience, and then not telling them that it exists. But it's happened so many times now. I got the Brian Keogh uh, golf game. Uh, I got Isoplods Monster Pub games. And so I add them in. Uh, but I, I feel, every time I do it, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm scared that uh, the game designer thinks that I, I'm trying to, I don't know, is trying to f- sort of force them to pay attention to me and my podcast project. But it's almost like... I just, I just want them to know that the Let's Play exists. So, uh, Phoebe, if you're listening to this, if I did end up tagging you in, probably I also made some custom uh, fan art for the thumbnail, which I like to do, but don't take it as some kind of enticement towards attention to my podcast. You don't need to follow me. You don't need to subscribe. This is not a like and subscribe kind of podcast. This is a I'm going to be doing this even if I'm the only person listening kind of podcast. So go about your day, continue making these games with this same goal, the same uh, ethics and philosophy about it, because I think that's the right thing to be doing. I strongly, <laughs> strongly think that. Um, everybody else, thank you very much. Uh, Audacity, thank you very much for recording my voice in the game audio. Um, Desk, thank you for holding my keyboard. Phone, thank you for not ringing. Cordial, thank you for being delicious. Uh, oh, outro music. Thank you for ending this, uh, this, this episode. Goodbye.